Politics, sports, entertainment? Yeah, we've got that. It's WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here at the anchor desk. Rob Setters on the other side of the glass. Put in a fabulous week this week, and we appreciate all his help and hard work. In the studio now, movie Mike McGranahan is here, professional movie critic, women in cinema advocate, and author and prolific uh, tweeter. He's a member of the Critics' Choice Association and the online. Film Critic Society is recognized nationally as a go-to guy, especially because you have a, is it a photographic memory or just sort of some, some mental file cabinet up there? Yeah, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I can remember a movie I saw 25 years ago. <laughs> okay, well, good, all right. So, yeah, movie Mike McGranahan is here. He certainly remembers uh, everything we need to know about the movie Marry Me. That's his review. Go ahead. Marry Me stars Jennifer Lopez as a very popular singer-dancer whose love life is constantly scrutinized by the media. In other words, she plays Jennifer Lopez. After learning that her pop star boyfriend has been cheating on her mere minutes before they're supposed to get married on stage, she does something impulsive and marries a random dude in the audience instead. He's a math teacher played by Owen Wilson. From there, he has to learn how to deal with the pressures of being married to a superstar, and she has to learn how to make a normal relationship work. If you guess they end up falling in love for real, well, you've obviously seen a romantic comedy before. No one understands what it's like to have their personal life picked apart quite as much as Jennifer Lopez does. For that reason, it's disappointing that Marry Me doesn't go very deep into the idea. The movie's treatment of fame and media intrusion is frustratingly shallow. The formal plot, meanwhile, hits every predictable rom-com note imaginable, including the inevitable return of the cheating boyfriend. Lopez and Wilson are both good, the many J-Lo musical numbers are fun, and there are intermittent laughs. But on the whole, Marry Me just isn't original or deep enough to be anything special. On a scale of one to four, I give it two and a half Benefers. Oh, two... <laughs> okay, yeah, speak of the devil. Benefers a thing again, as you know. I am aware. Well, yeah, because I uh, follow Movie Mike on Twitter, too. So, Okay, so um, I always have such high hopes. I saw the trailer. The trailer looks fine to me. I'm easily amused. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch this. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. But uh, I, I always hope that she gets some breakout role that really shows that she has a talent. She had one a couple years ago in a movie called Hustlers where a lot of people, myself included, thought she was a lock to get an Oscar nomination and she didn't get one. Uh, so she's very talented and this movie is the most Jennifer Lopez-y Jennifer Lopez movie you could imagine. She sings in it, she dances in it, she acts. I mean, it's basically designed to showcase all of her talents. And she's good in it and the movie is fine. I, I didn't hate it, but you know, it's just kind of flat. And I think that uh, given what she knows about media intrusion into her personal life, this movie could have gone a lot deeper in dealing with the psychological toll that takes on a celebrity and how it makes relationships difficult. Instead, we get a lot of nonsense with Owen Wilson's uh, cohort uh, from his school, Sarah Silverman, who's fame-obsessed, and she adds nothing. And then there's this whole other subplot about Owen Wilson's daughter, who has to perform in this math competition, and she's very nervous about it. And those things just get in the way of what's most interesting, which is the idea of a world-famous superstar marrying an ordinary Joe. All right, Dennis. So how does Owen Wilson do? We actually haven't Mm -hmm. seen him all 
that much lately. To the extent that the movie works, I think it's largely due to him because his character's motivation for participating in this sham marriage is kind of underwritten. But Wilson fills in the gaps, and he suggests that his character recognizes that this famous woman is hurting, and so he goes out of his way to show her compassion. And I think that he gives a very touching performance in the film. There's some nice chemistry with him and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, But there again, the problem is that that's the most interesting part of the movie, and then all of this other stuff comes in that really gets in the way. I'm a big Sarah Silverman fan, but I'm I'm Mm -hmm. not going to put this on my best of archive. It's not to say that she's bad in it. She gets a couple of laughs, but her character really doesn't have any function in the plot, and it's just kind of a distraction from what we're most interested in. Kind of always there. Well, it sounds Mm -hmm. like the sequel might involve her and Owen Wilson getting together since I like to write these films (laughs) if I can. So, okay. All right, so you gave it 2.5. I remember Bennifer, so I I remember that one. Okay, super. Yeah, Ben and Jennifer are back together uh, for the moment. Okay, you have some mini reviews. Black lights. Yeah, it's February, and what would January and or February be without another generic Liam Neeson action movie? This year's entry is called Blacklight, and he plays a fixer for this off-the-books FBI program that's run under the guidance of the director played by Aidan Quinn. And Liam Neeson's job is that when an undercover agent gets into something too dangerously, he goes in and rescues them and helps them to get out of their undercover role. But in this movie, there's a reporter who's looking into to a, a mysterious program that the FBI might be running, and Liam Neeson wants to know why. And of course, he uncovers a conspiracy in the middle of all of this. Uh, and the movie had a really interesting premise. It opens with the murder of a political candidate who is obviously intended to remind us of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And it goes from there. And the film really had a chance to say something about the political hostilities that are in our country right now between left and right. But instead, it just uses this conspiracy that he uncovers covers as you know, hook to hang shootouts and explosions and chase scenes on stuff that we've seen before. Uh, so Blacklight really, literally they could have called it generic Liam Neeson action movie. So two stars for that one. Uh, if you've seen The Honest Thief or The Marksman or The Commuter, I mean, it's the same yeah, as the all of those other films. ones. Yeah. The, T- the Taken movies. I mean, it's pretty much in the same league as all of those. Okay, so Liam Neeson 9 is nothing real. But, but if you loved all those other films, go ahead and watch this one too. It's more the same, right? The only thing really that's notable about it is that Canberra, Australia doubles for Washington, D.C. and very unconvincing <laughs> I might add. Oh. The story is set in D.C., but they filmed it in Australia, and it looks nothing like D.C., so oh. that's kind of amusing, but a oh, yeah. uh, movie shouldn't necessarily be amusing in that regard. Where can I see that particular film? That's in theaters. All right, and what about Marry Me? Marry Me is in theaters, but it is also available to stream on Peacock if you have the paid subscription. It's not available in the free plan. You have to have a paying subscription to Peacock. Peacock dollar sign, we'll call uh-huh. it. Okay, super. And unfortunately, please just tell me that I don't have <laughs> to go, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Jackass you, Forever? Yes. Well, the guys have not made a movie together in 10 years, and now they're back, and they have some new members. And really, this movie is kind of review-proof. You either laugh at Jackass or you do not. I have been a fan of Jackass since the TV show debuted on MTV back mm, however many okay. years ago that was. And this movie is more the same. It's just unrepentant silliness. It's a bunch of goofballs hurting themselves, putting themselves in dangerous situations, and then laughing about 
about it. Uh, a couple of the gags, I think, are a little more mean-spirited this time, but by and large, I sat there and I laughed myself silly for 95 minutes, which, after the last two COVID years, I have to say, was incredibly cathartic. This, this, this is so wrong. You know, you're a great, informed, ultra-great uh, critic, and uh, you uh, love some of the great uh, films that have tremendous plots and acting that, even though they don't have broad appeal, can't think of the name of one right at the moment, but then Jackass comes out, mm-hmm. and you can't get out of your seat or move because you're laughing so hard. Yeah, it's just silly, and I think that part of it is because of the personalities of the guys. They want to do this crazy stuff. They laugh at their own injuries. They're very good-natured about it, and it is funny. You know, you can just go and sit back and watch people act like morons for 90 minutes and laugh at their expense and laugh with them, and uh, I have to admit, I sat there and I cracked up through this entire movie. So three stars for Jackass Forever. I mean, it's not great cinema. It's not going to be up for any Oscars, but I laughed a lot. I can't even watch the trailer. Okay, (laughs) that's how bad it is for me. So, okay, well, that's fine. But then again, you know, I like the uh, Fast and Furious films, and Mm -hmm. you've never been all that impressed with with them just as a genre, but... uh, Right. Okay. Uh, Oscars, Best Pictures, Mm -hmm. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power the Dog, West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Surprises? Uh, Not really. That's a pretty... Uh, predictable list. The one I was pleased about was Coda. I wasn't sure that was going to get a Best Picture nomination. You may recall that a year ago I was the first one telling you about Coda because that premiered at Sundance last year and I was raving about it and it went Mm -hmm. on and got a Best Picture nomination, which I'm thrilled by. I actually actively dislike two of this year's ten best films. Uh, I dislike Dune and Don't Look Up. And I'm very, very lukewarm on Drive My Car. So there's three movies in this Oscar list that I personally don't care for. But beyond that, I think it's a pretty solid list. And even the ones that I don't like, I think they they do represent what people were talking about movie-wise in 2021. So uh, not a bad list overall. So any film nominated for Best Picture where the title starts with a D, you don't like that. (laughs) Well, the only one I've seen is Dune, and I definitely didn't like that. That was not terrible. but I I I think it's coasting by on the visuals and on the experience of seeing it. I don't think it's a very good movie in terms of storytelling. Yeah, must uh, appeal to somebody, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay, so uh, we're just about out of time. Other highlights or lowlights of the Oscar nominations? We'll, we'll explore this more next week because there's mm-hmm. lots more to say about this. Uh, I just think it was a really good list of actors and stuff. The one I was really happy about was Penelope Cruz got nominated as Best Actress for a movie called Parallel Mothers, which is just now starting to go into wider release. That performance was kind of under the radar, I thought, uh, and she's phenomenal in it. It's career best work from her, so I was really pleased that she got a Best Actress nomination. I want you to do me a favor at aisleseat.com, put on there for Belfast Coda and all of these uh, ten films where I can see them now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Many of them are on streaming. So we'll right. So well, yeah. They probably all are, right? I would think uh, not so. all of them, but some. Okay. And Licorice Pizza opens locally in theaters today. If you've been waiting to see that one. Yeah. So please put on aisle seat a, a quick add-on list at the top where I can see them. Call it Mark Lawrence's Worthless. Where can I see these films? List. Okay. If you go to my reviews, they have links to where you can directly rent them. Oh, okay. Super. So, but I have to look up each review. Okay. Well, we'll do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His uh, website, aisleseat.com. Do as I do. Follow him on uh, Twitter because uh, at aisleseat is where you find out about all these films and where you can see them.